politics and above religion, a moral authority exists known globally as the ageless wisdom. It is the study of consciousness, the mystery of awareness, which cannot be measured, yet will not be denied. Stay tuned as we explore consciousness, the fundamental nature of reality. Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. Hello, folks. This is your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host presenting the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School again. This and every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. California time and 20 hours universal time heard around the world at kpfk.org and broadcast locally on 90.7 FM. Great show for you today. Uh, Got a couple of things I want to talk to you at the top of the show about. One having to do with KPFK itself, and then I want to set up the the guest who will be coming in in just a few minutes. And our topic today is going to be Feng Shui, or Feng Shui, which is a Chinese art and science having to do with the way the universal life force, or in Chinese philosophy, the qi, flows through space and how we can better work with that flow, harmonize with it, and live a more natural, healthy, happy, and productive life. First, I want to tell you about KPFK because we're about to move into another fundraising period, and and I've been hosting radio programs on KPFK long enough to know that many people find this a little bit irritating. But nevertheless, it's necessary to our survival as one of the radio stations in the Pacifica group, we basically invented the whole idea of non-commercial, listener-sponsored radio back in the 1940s with our sister station, KPFA in Berkeley, and then by 1959, KPFK here in Los Angeles. And it's worked pretty well. We're still on the air more than six decades in broadcasting alternative progressive talk radio that no corporation is ever going to sponsor because we ask difficult questions and challenge thinking women and men to look again at established procedures economically, socially, politically, and challenge power structures that by their very nature tend to be corrupted over time. And so part of loving democracy and working continually for our liberty, we have to check those power structures. We have to keep them in check. Well, bottom line is that all takes money. And we've got a building, we've got light bills, and we have a small staff that has to be paid to be here every single day to keep the wheels turning and the lights on and the signal blasting off the top of Mount Wilson. Though most of us on the air are volunteers and we do it happily because it's a contribution we make to the community. But we need your help and your support, and so we come to you with requests for funds, for charitable donations. KPFK, of course, is a 501c3, a nonprofit organization, and so every nickel that you donate to this radio station to keep us on the air and fund this mission is tax-deductible. 
makes sense, right? It's what a charity is all about. But beyond that, I've got a little tip for you. If you find the occasional appeal for fundraising irritable at all, or you feel like it's some sort of interruption in programming and why don't we get on with it, I'd like you to consider that that's only because you're not being charitable. You're not ponying up. I assure you that people who make a regular contribution to the KPFK Pacifica mission don't share those feelings. They don't mind when we ask for money because they're already giving money. They may be doing it in large sums, $100, $250, $500 once a year. But I tell you, it's so much easier if you just use the sustainer circle. I'm a big advocate of this, and all you have to do is go to kpfk.org slash donate. One time, just do it once. Go to kpfk.org slash donate and look for Sustainer Circle. And there you will be able to select a monthly amount. Once and you're done. $5 a month. Imagine anybody can afford $5 a month. $10 a month, $50, $100 a month or more. Whatever, you know, your conscience dictates, whatever you feel you can afford. As we round the corner on the pandemic, more and more people are going back to work and find themselves now in a position where they can resume making contributions to charitable organizations like KPFK. So that's all. I just want you to consider it. And instead of, oh God, is it that time again? Do I have to dig deep and come up with a hundred bucks or a couple of hundred dollars to support this radio station? No, five or ten dollars a month is uh, plenty. That adds up. Ten dollars a month is a hundred and twenty dollars a year. Uh, Twenty-five dollars a month, you do the math. That's a really nice contribution. Again, whatever your conscience dictates, maybe you can afford a hundred dollars a month and Enjoy the button-busting pride that goes with knowing that you're really a top-of-the-line sustainer. But why have to deal with the irritation, with the renewal, with, oh, here we go again? Is it is it that time already? When, by going to the sustainer circle, you can set it and forget it, okay? $5, $10, $25, $100 a month, but, and it's comes right out of your bank account, easy peasy, you don't even miss it, won't even know it's there until tax time. And then you tell the person that prepares your taxes, or maybe you do your own, hey, I've got this great charitable contribution I make every month to KPFK. And then multiply that monthly donation by 12 and write it off your taxes because we're 501c3, right? Simple, easy. And it's the right thing to do. Support what supports you. Support KPFK and our free speech, non-commercial mission to bring progressive news, talk, and information to all of Southern California and indeed the world. Do it right now so it's done. You don't need to think about it ever again. KPFK.org slash donate. Do it during the Ageless Wisdom Show and you're voting for this kind of progressive programming. 
Secondly, I want to set up the program that follows my interview with Carol Asa about feng shui by reminding you about some of the guests we've had in the last few weeks talking about the nature of consciousness and the very obvious fact, should be obvious anyway, that we are electrical beings. Einstein, E equals MC squared. This whole universe, anything that appears to be solid is actually energy, in addition to energy in many other forms, as light, as heat, as radio waves, anything that's electromagnetic. Well, we, human beings, are electromagnetic beings. We are beings of energy as well. What appear as molecules made up of electrons and protons and neutrons and that which can be broken down into subatomic particles actually are little energy packets, little vortices of energy spinning and dancing. This is the field of quantum physics, quantum being a reference to the ultimate grittiness of the universe, the tiniest little particles, the point at which... They no longer cease to be particles, but are actually forms of energy. We're not really in a universe of particles and energy so much as all energy. And energy flows like the wind and the rivers. Feng Shui, wind and water. And we're going to find out more about this beautiful science, how it relates to Taoism, ancient Chinese philosophy, to the I Ching, and even the way your house is laid out, and what you can do to improve the condition by being aware of the energy all around you. Stay tuned, because we're wind and we're water, we're energy, we're vibration, and we're going to hear what the ancient Chinese have had to say about that with our feng shui expert, Carol Asa. Stay tuned, you're listening to KPFK. This is Dr. Michio Kaku, professor of theoretical physics and author of Parallel Worlds and Hyperspace. And whenever I'm in Los Angeles, I tune into my favorite radio station, KPFK 90.7 on your FM dial. As promised, our guest today on the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School is an expert in classical feng shui, and we're going to ask you a little bit about what that means, but it's the more traditional kind. And she tells me that there's many variations on that, especially of late. But this is a topic that uh, has always fascinated me, the idea that there are subtle energies that we can experience if we, again, expand our awareness, open our minds and our hearts and and space has an impact on how we experience our lives. And that's essentially what it's all about, at least as I understand it. Let's find out more from a real expert in the field. Carol Asa, thank you for joining us today at KPFK. Thank you. Carol, let me begin by asking you how you became interested in Feng Shui and Eastern philosophy, Chinese in particular. Well, I was always really interested in the I Ching and in esoteric sciences, you know, the occult and everything going way back. And so I started like way back, like 25 years ago or so. 
I started going when there weren't that many people going and there was just the American Feng Shui Institute. And then I started um, getting in with more, you know, masters of it. And then um, I spoke at the International Feng Shui Conventions for like three years and I met really incredible people there and, and learned um, another type of feng shui from them called imperial that's in no books. So I've just been on it. But I think what's so funny, I was thinking while I was looking at this, it's feng shui, which means wind and water and is about flow and bringing harmony and balance into one's life with the structures one builds, that I was on a chat group. And this one guy had read Rudolf Steiner's agricultural lectures. And he said, did Rudolf Steiner study feng shui? <laughs> because it's so universal. You know what I mean? It's like, it's very, it's very good. That's a, such a great book. And you read it and it's just like, yeah, you just knew. It's you, It goes everywhere. And before feng shui, which means wind and water, uh, was called feng shui. It was called kan yu, which meant space and time. You know, another Chinese philosophy is Taoism. Mm -hmm. And in Taoism, the phrase go with the flow is very common. The idea of not resisting anything. Exactly. And uh, we even see that in the martial arts. Mm -hmm. uh, when men fight in the West, they square off and put up their dukes. But in the East, it's all about instead of, uh, how can they say, instead of resisting and opposing, right. you almost embrace the adversary and bring them toward you and then let them move through you and past you. And it's got a beauty and an elegance to it. That exactly. And that's why, that's why like in feng shui, like, you know, people are always looking at making your sidewalks more curvy and everything just making it flow and not being so linear. Because the Chinese never went into all the Newtonian, all the linear stuff, you know, for, with their, their teachings like feng shui and things. It's, it stayed really, um, honestly to the, the flow. Of the of the chi, which is like the etheric energy or the pranic energy, it's that underlying energy that that's why my um, website, Invisible Architecture, is is really like about the chi, you know, that underlies it all. You know, I live with my wife in the desert now near Palm Springs in an area that, when this community was planned, they could have laid out as a grid, just as square as could be. But every street in our community winds and curves. And, nice. Uh, you can tell that they were aware of the monotony of right angles everywhere. Right. And they deliberately planned this, shall I say, curvaceous <laughs> uh, approach to the layout of the community. And uh, it is much more natural. Nature... That's the way she works. There's an ebb and a flow and an in-breath and an out-breath and an up and a down. And It goes back to the, like Goethe, like the philosophers of nature, yeah. you know? And so like when you live in the city or like where you're living, because um, the streets are called virtual rivers because it's movement. So like in your community, it's nice because you've got flowing 
rivers then, you know, you don't have them like here in L.A. where they're just quickly going by because <laughs> you want to catch that chi, you know, because it nourishes you and all of that. So um, streets are, are virtual water and then houses are like that's our virtual mountains. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I think most people, when they think of feng shui or feng shui, uh, the first thing they think about is the layout of the furniture and the layout of the house in general. Um, it'd be nice to have someone like you, a consultant, available before we build a house. But most of us, we buy a house, it's already built, it's already laid out the foundation, it's already oriented and uh well well i have people that hire me like and so i'll go look at five or six different houses you know that are already built you mean when they're uh, purchasing when they're in the market when they're looking yeah and to see which one um you know with their birth dates i take the energy of the house because every house is born in space and time and you know it's an entity has its energy and so it's it's good to do it at that time because I can't tell you some of them were really bad. <laughs> so it's not a standard thing. We are talking about the work that you do integrates the personality with the space. Exactly. That's why you in a house and me in a house could have a different, a totally different experience because the, the house's energy might uh, be more harmonious with you and they might be off for me a bit, you know, because it's we're, we're comparing when we're born in space and time and have our astrological charts. So this is really an integration of a lot of Chinese arts and sciences. If we're talking about Taoism and Feng Shui and the I Ching right. and Feng Shui, and now you're saying, well, the Chinese have their own astrology as well. Well, the Chinese, you know, invented the compass. And the compass was first used for terrestrial tides before they even used it on the water because our land has terrestrial tides. So when you're building a house, according to traditional feng shui, you want to be building with those tides. And those are repeatable tides. That's what, what we're doing the chart that you can get into the um, into harmony with. So people... Because now they just put down a house wherever there's space, right? So, but back then they were very conscious of this, of being right in that flow with the tides. But now I go to houses, they're sitting backwards, they're sitting sideways. And so it causes complications, uh, you know, within the energies of the house. And you say there are remedies for that. That's one of the things you do is yeah. fix that, right? So if a house is sitting backwards, you usually would like the water in front, you know. But if a house is sitting backwards, a pool is a remedy. Do you see what I mean? You get the water there. And there's a lot of these things where you can, there's remedies you can do. When you were talking about the martial art, um, it reminded me there's there's a thing that I always use for form. And it's this metaphor about the animals. And so your left side is ruled by the dragon and the right side by the tiger. And then behind you is the turtle and in front is the phoenix. And the because the dragon's a heavenly animal, usually you want that side higher. And then the left side is the tiger, so that's terrestrial. 
And so you look at a house because a house has a facing. You know, it's an entity. It has a front. It has a back. And on its left side, you would like whatever's on the left side to be slightly higher, whether it's a building or the land. And then on the right side, you would like it to be lower. And then you would like protection behind you. That's why you have the tortoise shell. And then it would be open in front, like there's not blockages so that um, the phoenix, you know, can fly. And this is used in martial arts a lot. You know, this is so interesting. I'm thinking about when my wife Doreen and I bought this house. The first time we came into the house, I went right through the house to the back lanai. And there was a launcher out there, and there's all open desert out behind us. And then a mile or two away is a mountain range. It just leaps up out of the desert. But it's all open space out there. And I went out, I found a chair, and I sat down. I mean, I didn't even look at the house. I went <laughs> right through the house, out the back door, sat down in the chair, and just felt my spirit expanding Mm-hmm. You know, like going to the beach in Santa Monica and you can feel right. yourself soaring over the water. Mm-hmm. And Doreen, for her part, she went around looking at the rooms and she's, uh-huh. she's very conscious of, uh, energy flow and, and open space. And of course, I'm sure she's deciding where all of her, uh, little furniture treasures are going to go, but it was such a different approach. I hadn't even thought of it until a few minutes ago chatting with you about how feng shui is not just a set of rigid rules. It's really about how each individual feels the space around them. Every reading I do is different. I've never had one the same. Do you know what I mean? Because every house has all of these eccentricities and the people and never, you know. And there's so many different ones. Like I just finished one in Brooklyn because you can do them remote now, remotely. I prefer to do them in person, but you can do them remotely with uh, Google Earth, you know, because you can look down and see the land around. You get the whole topography And then um, you you can take the, you know, they send videos and so you can go through it. So it's so different because those people are living on the 19th floor of a high rise. Do you see when we're talking about there's so many different variables and things to look at. And each floor of an apartment building is ruled by a different element. So that's why when you're in an apartment building, the different area you're in is one thing, and then the floor colors, whether it's a fire floor, earth floor, or water floor, the kind of energy that that floor has. Years ago, we were in a third-floor condo, and it was a nice enough place, but I didn't feel grounded. I like the idea of feeling connected to the earth and electrically grounded. I mean... We're on a radio station. Radio stations have two wires coming out of the transmitter. One is goes to the sky. That's the antenna. The other one goes to the earth. That's the ground. Right. And both of those are necessary. The signal goes back and forth between the two. Uh, KPFK is at 90.7 megahertz. That's a million 
cycles per second. Right. It goes between Earth and sky, back and forth. Right. So we as human beings, being spiritual or electrical beings, mm-hmm. we need connection to the Earth and the sky, don't you think? Everybody's so ungrounded. like Because I do things that equate to feng shui. Everybody's wearing shoes with rubber soles. When you're wearing rubber soles, you're ungrounded. So you go to a school playground, it's covered in that tar, so it's not coming through, and they're all running around in sneakers. They're all so ungrounded. You know, There's we've lost consciousness of that. Yes. Do you think that jet lag, that phenomenon, has to do with moving so quickly through various magnetic fields? Yes. And not being grounded? I once did it uh, uh, up in Ojai. There was a, a gathering, and Rupert Sheldrake was there way back. And he, the British government, had um, got him. He was uh, he was being paid to do research on uh, jet lag. And he he came up with so much like that that you're kind of connected to the place you are, and then you're you just you get ungrounded. Do you know about vivaxes? No, ma'am. Okay, so um, Frances Nixon, she had thousands of followers in Canada, and um, she found that where you're born, when you're born, we don't have time to go into all this now, but there's a ball of energy there, and you're connected to it for your whole life. Birds the same, everything. And so that's how birds migrate and know where to go. And her whole thing was that was jet lag. Because you have that subtle two-way connection with that ball of energy at the port. So her stuff really goes into my feng shui because the house is born in space and time. And so are you at the place where you're actually born. You have a connection for your entire life. Well, I know taking long car trips, and I mean long car trips. I grew up in Michigan and would often visit the Southwest before I moved out here. If I would stop and kick off my shoes and walk in the grass, right? I could drive a lot farther in a given day. I just felt more refreshed. You had and, to get grounded, yeah. Yeah. I think it's my background in radio that causes me to think of... Also, whenever I do a meditation or narrate someone else through a guided imagery, there's a point where... I have them imagine roots reaching mm-hmm. down into the earth from the bottom of their feet on the floor or if they're sitting on a pillow cross-legged yoga position, just feeling supported by the earth. Right. I think that's an important concept. Well, this Frances Nixon, when I was thinking this, she did all of her work with uh, Tiller, you know, the famous physicist at um, Stanford. And he okayed everything she did. So all of this wasn't like woo-woo stuff, you know, that you are connected to that point uh, on Earth where you're born. They they did lots of research on that. In Western esoteric philosophy, there is a lot of uh, research and study and mythology around ley lines. Mm-hmm. Is that similar, the idea that there are Certain. But ley lines are for everybody. I mean, they, they, the ley lines go, you know, they're, they're universal, like earth grid. 
but this is individual. What I'm talking about is a is a is a is a cord. Well, when you talked about terrestrial tides yeah. in ancient Chinese philosophy, I mean, what's a terrestrial tide? Are you saying that sort of like the wind or water that it's magnetism there there are tides of magnetism and uh, within classical feng shui there's a 180 year cycle and then that's broken down into nine 20 year cycles so every 20 years there's a new cycle that really affects people you know i think one of the things that brings all of this together this program the ageless wisdom mystery school is about consciousness, and oh yeah, that's about an understanding that we are beyond being material beings. We are beings of light. We are energy beings. We are spiritual, spirit, energy, light, whatever you want to call it, sound, uh, color, frequency. It's all vibration, right? And even what appears to be solid particles, as we discussed last week with Peter Russell. It's really energy. Einstein right. pretty much proved that energy equals mass. Right. You put the equal sign between the two. So when we talk about this, it sort of comes together in this idea that we can, without instrumentation, just with the mind and the heart and the sentience of being in your body, we can experience these subtle energies. Yes. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about sound and color, like when you're doing feng shui, that those can be the the things that bring them together because they they have frequencies, you know. So that if you're bringing red color into a room, you're adding a frequency into that. And they the the Chinese always find like a piano is a metallic sound. So if you need metal, playing the piano in that room actually is a remedy. There's so much stuff like that, but you're, you're bringing in the sound, the color, the shape. Yep. Would that extend to fragrance? Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say, of course. No, but I mean, it's all such a big, it's such a, because we're finding all of those have frequencies, right? I mean, right, the, right. And, and the music, the sound, all, all of that, like, mm-hmm. It feels so liberating to hear you talk about this. I'm, I'm feeling more free. You know what I just read that was so interesting, and I think it was in Phys Org, that the scientists now can get your DNA in the air. So they can take your DNA in the air and, and identify it of any animal, anyone. Well, it just goes with the feng shui, like, like with your energy in your house, you know what I mean, and how you're resonating with it. You know, I was an instructor at a police academy in Orange County for a few years, sort of a side hustle I did, teaching self-awareness to law enforcement. And one day I had this amazing conversation with a detective who said, you know, they can vacuum DNA out of the air. He said that? Yeah. Wow. So they've done, well, we know DARPA's like... 50 years ahead of anything we're finding. Well, well, here's what's interesting about it. So I went to the forensics lab, mm-hmm. and I said, is that true? And they said, no, it's not. But then I went back to the detective, and he had this odd little grin on his face. 
as if, yeah, well, that's the cover story, but. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. They really can. Do you see when, when I was thinking about that, because I do a lot of like, uh, you know, acupuncture, Chinese, regular doctors, all those kind of places. Um, you really like between patients, you really have to clear the energy. You really have to do space clearing. When I read this, it just had so much. Oh, it just made so much sense for so much. But you just don't want one one client after another sitting in the DNA of the ones before. Yeah, imagine how much sage they had to use at the White House before Biden was allowed to move in. <laughs> Must have been an enormous job. Hey, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about feng shui and esoteric Chinese philosophy, but it really is universal. With a real expert in the field, Carol Asa, who lives in Los Angeles, here, her business is called Invisible Architecture. Uh, she has a newsletter that you're going to want to check out, and we're going to talk more about this whole art and science of space and subtle energies right after this short break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Ageless Wisdom on KPFK Los Angeles. This is Andrea Love, and um, we are live here in the KPFK studios. Pretty soon we're going to take a break from the programming because the verdict on the Derek Chauvin trial is going to be announced shortly. So we'll be cutting away from our live broadcast to bring the outcome to you. So please stay tuned. We will be back with the verdict at any moment. Thank you. You're listening to KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. We're also heard in Santa Barbara at 98.7 FM, in North San Diego, 93.7, and up in the high desert, Ridgecrest and China Lake at 99.5. The Ageless Wisdom Mystery School is heard every Tuesday at 1 o'clock on KPFK. And, you know, we're always talking about ourselves based on our appearance and how are you feeling Physically, how do you feel emotionally? You gotta eat right. You gotta exercise. All of that's true and all of that's important. But never forget that we are beings of energy. And it's the material world that proceeds forth from the energy. The energy is primary. The energy cannot be destroyed where everything material is impermanent. So, when we talk about something being substantial, it's the energy part of us, the spiritual part of us, if you will, that's really the substantial part. And with that, let me reintroduce Carol Asa. We're talking about feng shui and subtle energies. We've talked a little bit about the form, Carol, about uh, the way houses are laid out and that there are remedies for bad or poor or how would you say it but you can either you if the energies are good you can enhance them so it isn't just about negatives oh that's good that's yeah. good so you're not a doctor that we call only if we're in pain <laughs> no you're the chinese doctor that keeps us healthy and healthier yeah yeah you know, let me ask you an off the wall question um i've always heard 
that there is an importance to the orientation of your bed. Mm-hmm. Since we spend a third of our lives in the sack, uh, does that vary from personality to personality, from horoscope to horoscope? From It does. Elemental sign to elemental sign. How do we determine the best orientation? So there are the eight elements. You know, there's fire and there's water. And then there's yin metal, yang metal, yin earth, yang earth, yin wood, yang wood. So those are the, the eight different qualities that someone can be. So according to your birthday, you have, um, you're an element, one of the elements, and you have a best sleeping direction and a best power direction. So there is no general rule like always your bed should always point north or always face east or no like one of the things i do know because i also studied vastu which is the um the uh the vedic um version but it isn't as deep as the um feng shui because most of the resources were lost or burned or destroyed you know but um i remember from there like one of the things they always had you never want to sleep like due north and south because it's um you're too aligned with the magnetic field. And if you sleep south, you feel a pressure on your head. And if you sleep north, you feel a pulling. It pulls off. Meaning your head is in that direction? Your head's in that. So if you just like laid on the ground, you know, and went in a circle and had your head totally magnetic north, you feel a pull. You could try it. And then if it's south, you... You feel a pressure. So they felt like, you know, with that pressure from the south, it affects your heart and all of that. And then with the north, it's more um, arthritis, rheumatism, those sort of things. So they always would put you a bit off. You know what you're reminding me of? I've seen these satellite photos of cows. Uh, I always wondered whether this was for real or somebody was pulling my leg. But it seems cows in the field all stand in the same direction. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is that about? What? Well, they're they're conscious. <laughs> you know, back in the day when you were going to build a house, like now you just hope that there's land or it's a good deal, whatever. They used to let the cows go out because wherever the cows would lay down, their energy is good for people, and they would build the houses there. Oh, if the cow felt comfortable, then you probably would too. It's like um, I met this uh, this doctor from Poland when I was speaking at the dowsing conference, and she was so, um, oh, she had so much knowledge about animals. And she, the, um, the cows and the dogs and the, and the wolves are like humans, but cats and deer and fox are opposite energy. So wherever your dog lays in the house, they always felt that was really good energy where you should lay. But where the cat lays is also good energy for termites and all of those things. And she ran a cancer clinic in Poland, and she said it was the cat hair so they would that helped pull off cancer. She was having these people hold the cats and doing all this experimental work with that. And she was a regular doctor, so it was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. This is part of how birds migrate, also, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and I would presume fish in the ocean or mammals like whales and dolphins, they migrate. Mm-hmm. They must be aware of these energies, these ley lines. Oh, they're, they're so aware of them. Yeah, it's their whole operating system, basically. How can science deny this? Increasingly, science is not denying it. Isn't that true? Well, it depends. I mean, the new physics is really like, Wow, it's becoming so metaphysical. And you mean quantum physics or quantum mechanics? Yeah. Yeah, not the old material stuff. Yeah, which is the study of the ultimate grittiness of the universe, the tiniest of the subatomic particles. And so chemically based, all that, you know. Well, it's all fascinating. When I was talking about the vast two, something else came up in my head that that's really interesting. They... um like when you have the Tai Chi symbol, you know, like so the one for feng shui is when the white, you know, that one, the, like the yod that goes up, part of it's white and then part comes down black, the Tai Chi symbol. Sure. And so the south is always at the top where it's the most white. And then the north is at the bottom where it's the most uh, dark yin because the white is the yang and the black is the yin. So right where yin is dying and yang is being born is the northeast because it it dies in the north and then so they always looked at that as a spiritual doorway western esoterics also look at that i've gone to so many churches where the northeast is the doorway that the priests and the ministers use but anyhow they would always orient put all their water in the northeast because ultraviolet light comes and keeps is perfect antibacterial and keeps all their water clear You know, a couple of weeks ago, we did a program with some activists who were very concerned about 5G and cell phones in general, Mm -hmm. the impact on honeybees, on human reproduction, and they made me aware of this project I had not heard about where Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX Hey, those all those satellites. Yeah, you know about that. Wow, they're just going to be beaming down on us, thousands. 40,000 satellites. Uh, I think they call it Starlink, just for Internet, but 40,000 or more, because there's other companies, Amazon and Facebook have their own satellites. These are tens of thousands of satellites all emanating, radiating, pulsating, What's your feeling about... Well, because I'm doing feng shui in the 21st century here, um, I have a meter. I have a tri-field meter. I have a coronet. I have different meters for that because the Chinese didn't have this problem, but our houses are so full of radiation, you know? So I always take my meter. So, of course, you have your best sleeping direction according to the Chinese feng shui, but if the electric box is outside that window... Or if the router is around, you know what I mean? So a lot of stuff or the refrigerators on the other side of the wall, you can just go with these meters and you can just uh, measure it. You know what I mean? I do. Most things give off more from the back than they do from the front. But like say if you have a TV, it's about a three-foot perimeter. So if you just stay out of those three feet, you're fine. So you reorient yourself in the house to stay out of those fields. I looked at buying a coronet, but 
They appear to only go up to 8 gigahertz, which is pretty high, but... No, I have a new one. Yeah, I got a new a new uh, meter. They go higher? They go higher. Because I had to get a new one for the 5G. The old one is just isn't adequate. Can you point our listeners to... Where, where can they find out more about that? Oh, one of my favorite places in New York is uh, Less EMF. And they've been in business for like 20 or 30 years, and they have all kinds of meters. And you can call and talk to them. And they they have all kinds of um, shielding that blocks the um, – uh, they have paint that you can paint. To, it's a, it's an amazing place. And they're very agreeable, and you can discuss what you want. So the web address would be lessemf.com uh-huh. or .org? I think you just put that in, you just go there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, of course, that's what yeah. Google's for. And they're in New York, and they've been there like a long time. They've got a great reputation. All right. Well, uh, I'm pretty much at the end of my knowledge what little I had about feng shui. What are we leaving out? What are we overlooking? You know, when we're in the house, there's so many other things. We were kind of like ceilings. Like, so if we have the chi, we really want it to flow evenly. And this is such a problem now with all this experimental architecture and beams. And so if you have beams, the water, the, um, the chi flows and then it dips and then it goes up and then it dips. And so then if you're sleeping under one of those beams, if you're sitting under one of those beams, that pressure is going on your head. So you got to be really look where the beams are and sit between them. What about ceiling fans? I look at those like little guillotines. Oh, my. <laughs> like the people are in their bed and this unknown thing is just swinging around its blades. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm really negative on them. <laughs> I mean, ceiling, ceiling fans. Yeah. You know? Because it's just big things just hanging over you with these big blades just going, you know? One of my cats is totally freaked out. I, I, he thinks it's an owl or a hawk. I'm pretty sure he just, mm-hmm. he does, mm-hmm. he does not like the ceiling fans. You so, know. you know, the other thing is they put slanted ceilings, right? So, so then, like where the the upper, the higher part is, you know, you should, if you have a bed, try to sleep towards where the higher part is, because where it slants down, that puts pressure on you, too. So what I've done with places like that, you know, these big master bedrooms people have and all of that with these ceilings slanted, and um, we do the, uh, we drape fabric over the bed. And so they're protect, so it's the energy's flowing evenly over you. Like with a four poster, you know, you would put drape. I like the name of your business, Invisible Architecture. Is there a story as to how that came to mind and why, why you chose that name for your business? I sort of, um, this, this, um, this major researcher who's written a whole bunch of books, uh, he's since passed in, um, in France. And he did so much amazing, but all of his books are in French. None of them have been translated. But uh, one of his books was Invisible Architecture. And when I saw that, I went, oh, my God, that's so perfect for my company. It's like, because it underlies, it is what chi is, you know. And when I've been studying the chi, 
There's even Lee, which is a finer. It, you know, as we step down and come into manifestation, there's even Lee, which doesn't get L-I, which doesn't get a lot of talk, but that underlies the chi. But everything is really invisible architecture. I mean, just look at our DNA floating around us and all of this stuff. This requires mindfulness. Uh, we talk about mindfulness a lot, about noticing what you notice. And, you know, mindful eating, which is rare. Most of us treat uh, mealtime as a social occasion. We're thinking and talking about anything except what we're doing, eating. Or uh, there are uh, people like Thich Nhat Hanh, the celebrated Buddhist monk who has talked at length about mindful walking. When you walk, you, he says, walk as if your feet are kissing the earth. It's beautiful. Isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And what you're bringing up for me is this whole idea of life being a dance, this gentle, elegant, waltz or ballet through life with these energies swirling all around us and how different that is from living with a worldview of all of these solid blocks around us. You know, this bed, this bookcase, this shelf over here and this closet and the Oh, I want to ask you about mirrors too. We need to <laughs> need to talk about. Okay, but I was when you just brought up all that square stuff. I just wanted to say, you know, when you have a concave corner, all of the cold, wet energy gathers in concave corners, and when you have the convex corner, the ones that go out, those are hot, dry energies. So if you're sitting in in the line of one of those energies, the convex, they call those poison arrows. So you try to escape that, and you try not to put your bed into a corner because then you're sleeping, you know, your head would be over in the cold, wet energy. You want to pull it out with a nightstand. But I just was thinking about that when you said that. Well, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm not sure what you mean. Convex would be less than 90 degrees? No, it's like a, a 90 degree one that's pointing out. Pointing out. Yeah, and a 90, de- 90 degree concave is 90 degrees going in. Okay. You know, where two walls come together. Yeah. Or there's the two. One, one is like in the corner would be where the two come together. And then the other on the, if you had a bookcase, the edges would make the convex. So, we're not just looking at the open spaces in terms of floor plan. You're talking about walls and ceilings and, and, and ceiling fans and skylights and angular walls and all of this needs to be taken into consideration. What it, since it popped into my head. Wait, one master told me, he said, what I think of it is a feng shui sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just putting it all together, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, layer upon layer. So what about mirrors? What's the story on mirrors? So mirrors, um, they grab your energy. So the Chinese uh, don't like them in the bedroom because they believe that you astral travel at night 
and then they grab your energy. The thing about mirrors, they always had that silver. And we know that silver, if you take it inwardly, you take it to to get rid of energies and how people like natives never wanted their pictures taken because they knew that it would capture them. Well, that was the silver on the film. And so that's the same thing with these these mirrors. So a lot of people have a mirror right at their front door where people walk in. It just gathers, it brings the, captures their energy. It only, um, Abby Mermet, who was a famous dowser, he doused thousands of wells for people in France. He did all kinds of research on mirrors, and he found they had 10 different attributes. Anyhow, seven of them were pulling you, and only three were reflecting back. Carol, how can folks find out more about you? How can they sign up for your newsletter? How can they find out more about the consulting work that you do? What's the best way to reach you? So I have a website, invisiblearchitecture.com. And then my email is easy. It's carol at invisiblearchitecture.com. And so that if you go to my website on the um, homepage, there's a place to sign up for a newsletter. And then uh, for the last year, I've had a membership site, very inexpensive, and I do the auspicious dates. I, I mail them out for every month, the auspicious and the inauspicious. Uh, so I do all of that, and then I do the monthly feng shui because there's the 20-year cycle I was talking about, then there's every year an annual cycle, and there's monthly cycles where different energies come in because everything's flowing, you know, it isn't. It isn't like the Chinese word that means death. <laughs> wheels within wheels, it's been described. Exactly. As, you know. Carol, what a joy. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, and thank you for asking me. This was so interesting. It's sort of a <laughs> reunion. We did this so many years ago, I don't even remember when it was. Exactly. I've been off the air for a dozen years and happy to be back. And you were one of the people I thought of I wanted to. And since I've been getting your newsletter all along, I thought, well... And then way back, we were even in an esoteric class That's together. right, in Georgia Lambert's <laughs> With class. With Georgia Lambert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was on the show a few months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway, it's uh, it's wonderful learning about this stuff and, and just getting a feeling for, as you say, the way it all connects, all these various esoteric arts and sciences and uh, as I said before, it, it's very freeing for me. It, it, I feel I feel liberated by it. I feel more, even now, just sitting here with you for forty minutes. Uh, I feel more of uh, like I'm part of a flow mm-hmm. instead of just marching around in a world <laughs> of form. And then I, I do uh, consulting, so I have different um, on my website. I have the different. On the top, it says feng shui, and it has all the different things I do. Wonderful. Thank you. Carol Asso, my guest today, we're talking about feng shui, and her organization is invisiblearchitecture.com. You're listening to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. I hope you'll make it a habit to be with us every Tuesday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, California time, at 90.7 FM, streaming for the world at kpfk.org and podcast on virtually 
every platform, wherever you get your podcasts, you can search for the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. And my podcasts go back uh, 13 years, <laughs> believe it or not. There's uh, well over 400 episodes for you to uh, immerse yourself in. And some of them live from Maui and, uh, gosh, some of them with... Uh, uh, callers and we've gone through so many iterations but it's all about consciousness it's about awareness it's about wisdom and goodness truth and beauty you know that's really what it comes down to so thanks for being with us as always be gentle love life and take care of each other from los angeles this is michael benner on kpfk fm <laughs>